0: Log
1: Talk Radio. world, Africa. Africa. Africa.
0: At the center of the
1: world.
2: Latitude zero, longitude zero. Africa. Planned Africa. By the creator. Africa. Physanthropic. Africa. Physanthropic we give you Africa, the center of the world.
3: For many of you, this will be your first visit to this historical landmark. Our tour through these hallowed halls will be
4: conducted by the First Lady.
5: And your white great-grandfather Sold my great-grandfather And your white grandfather Raped my grandmother And your father stole, cheated, lied And robbed my father What kind of a fool would I have to be To say, come, my friend To the white daughter and son
3: Good evening, America This is your president Please listen carefully to the announcement I'm about to make After careful consideration and research, Vice President Duke, Congress, and myself have concluded that black people have not advanced technologically. Their educational testing scores are on a rapid decline. The vast majority of them are on welfare and producing babies at a faster rate than they can support them. And we will not carry them anymore. We are left with no other choice but to put slavery back into effect. All blacks will report to the designated camps in their area to receive further orders. The only blacks excused will be those serving in the United States military and the police. Any blacks who do not cooperate will be terminated immediately. I repeat, slavery is back
5: in effect. We are at war. That's what I told you! If I know you heard what the president said, and if the nigger don't move, then he's dead. It's time for us to take the stand. Woman to woman and man to man. Blood pressure through your veins, you feel the fear. Who would have thought that it could happen here? In the land of the free, home of the brave. The year's 95, you're a slave. They first hear the news. Press play and then rewind and review, but the message is clear and it cuts just like the knife. You don't surrender, they take your life. And I remember the movies my mama used to show me. What's your name? Remember the times when they bought and they sold you. you. That's what I told you. That's what I told you. That's what I told
1: you. That's what I That's what I Two motorcycle officers
5: horribly wounded in a deadly crossfire. The police seeming unable to rescue them in spite of several desperate, heroic attempts. It's completely out of Brothers don't get guns and pack up for an ammunition! Now that they see that it's a critical condition, Racism was here but they didn't take it seriously! And then they said that I was crazy Violence escalating And it's sad to see So many brothers being killed by the enemy Mothers and daughters and fathers and sons Why can't they see we couldn't win by the gun I told you how to win But now it's too late The enemy's on the rise And he feels your face Brain is a weapon Technology section The war drum is sounding once again know your enemy from your friend
1: Who the hell's in charge down here? the cops, uh-uh, they're out, man.
5: Stormy weather. Our luck has run out. No more four me over The Superman daddy hip syndrome is over. See the war, smell the war, hear the war. You better feel the war. we on talking total annihilation. Wicked and true. The black man will be harder to find. die for food. You should have read the books and understood that America's no damn good. the I ain't the hero. I warned ya. Rubble with drumming. The end is here for big and small. Mother Africa's final call,
1: because
3: liberals who have lifted them up, Howard. Paul, you conservatives make a mistake. You can't afford to strangle hope in people. Without hope, people become dangerous. No, Howard. You liberals have let them invade our society. You give them jobs, political jobs. Paul, you missed the point. It's only the smart ones we move up. <laughs> that makes it even worse. Oh, you no, know, we have to move them up. If we leave a smart one in the ghetto, he might develop into a leader against us. But if we raise him up into white society, we neutralize him. He feels compelled to try to act like us. He loses his identity and uh, his racial anger, if he has any. He becomes alien to his brothers. They realize he sold them out and they grow to hate him. He becomes worthless to them and safe for us. Uh, No, thank you. In fact, in his love for the creature comforts, except for his color, He's become one of us. Uh, It's you liberals who have lifted them up, Howard. Paul, you conservatives make a mistake. You can't afford to strangle hope in people. Without hope, people become dangerous. No, Howard. You liberals have let them invade our society. You give them jobs, political jobs. Paul, you missed the point. It's only the smart ones we move up. (laughs) That makes it even worse. Oh No, we have to move them up. If we leave a smart one in the ghetto, he might develop into a leader against us. But if we raise him up into white society, we neutralize him. He feels compelled to try to act like us. He loses his identity and uh, his racial anger, if he has any. He becomes alien to his brothers. They realize he's sold them out and they grow to hate him. He becomes worthless to them and safe for us. Uh, no thank you. In fact, in his love for the creature comforts, except for his color, he's become one of us.
2: We welcome you to Africa on the Moon, first day of October, 2023. We greet you with the theme tonight, Africa, exploitation, and cool. We encourage you to put on your thinking cap tonight because we're going to explore this question of Africa in relationship to exploitation and what's going on right now throughout the continent as it relates to crews and other issues that affect Africa and the rest of the world. As you know, this is Africa on the move. We're going to stand in the seat, and we're going to take the heat. As we design it, we're going to stand behind it. You may not give you what you want, but we will do our best to give you what you need. We know that information must be viewed as a tool for liberation. That's to help liberate your people and to help liberate humanity from all of the various forms of oppression. So this is what you seek to do today as we deal with our theme. Africa, exploitation, and cruise by two. But before we get to our theme, we just would like to remind you of a couple of historical facts as it to our struggle in our history. It was on this date, October first, nineteen sixty, where Nigeria gained its independence and we say we salute the victory of the Chinese people revolution in nineteen forty nine. We are two significant historical We want to just remind you, as we are a people of history, we make and create and live history. So history must be properly respected, understood, and also be understood from the perspective of it's a tool that we must understand that we can use it as a tool for our liberation as well. So on that note, as your host, Brother Africa, we will get started with our party, like always. We're going to introduce our political panel, panelists and analysts for today's program, followed by what's going on in your world and the community. And last but not least, we're going to have a little special special segment today. We're going to try something new as it relates to our theme. Um this piece that we're going to discuss a little bit about is NATO expand into Africa as US buddies. The continent over Ukraine with VJ Pashad. And we'd like to hear your response to this particular area of um subject matter. Since we come a Africa and it's exploitation and exploitation and how it relates to the rest of the world. Then we'll follow that theme. So that's the order for today. And like always, let's continue to travel down this road. Liberation as we bring to you today our political panelists and analysts. So at this point in time, we're going to greatly welcome Brother Haki to Africa on the Moon. Welcome, Brother Haki.
6: <clears throat> Brother Africa, thanks for having me. My name is Haki Kamathi Mishoki, currently with African Awareness and Brother Africa. And let me tell you something. You know, this question around, you know, uh, capitalism in terms of its focus on materialism is not really true. Unfortunately, it's one of those banners we tend to carry around under the guise that, in fact, materialism is the guiding concept in terms of, you know, guiding one's behavior. But, in fact, when you look in terms of any workings of capitalism, anything, anything, I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. Interestingly, though, I I was thinking about, you know, mass mass or mass hierarchy. And it's a very interesting concept with respect to this question term materialism. But in any anyway, event, Maslow's hierarchy sees you know, physiological drive or materialism as an important motivational drive or catalyst for humans truly self-actualizing or understanding their, their worth or achieving inner peace. Now, capitalism's ability to stymie human psychological development suggests material motivation is not the catalyst for achieving self-actualization. But it, but it's instead usurped by a stronger motivation to control, using whatever means to maintain control, including denial of capital to men own, his own citizens. Now I want you to keep that in mind in terms of when I talk a little about some of the real contradictions related to materialism in the capitalist society, and then certainly I, I, I hope that upon concluding this just little quick piece, uh, that people begin to understand or at least appreciate. Uh, some of the real contradictions as it relates to capitalism in terms of you know <clears throat> in terms of how it actually exists and what we think it does. In any event, check this out, brother Africa. Now, the level of Schadenfreude or joy of pain afflicted on working people is a capitalist <clears throat> attribute rarely acknowledged. Capitalism's ability to foment destruction is often concealed in the inner workings of the marketplace all the while pursuing objectives that have little or no relationship to the enhancement of wealth. This irony of the ends justify the means renders capitalism incapable of of delivering democracy with the definitive motivation of capitalism being domination of political processes, not as we have been told, maximization of wealth. Now the dichotomy of political ideology assessing inner motivation drives historically have placed materialism at the epic center of human motivation while dismissing human motivational drives that long preceded the advent of the nation-state or marketplace economies. It is this focus on materialism that that provides cover for injustice, inequality, and atrocities of every strike permeating the world. (coughs) In the U.S., claims of government policy designed to improve economies are consistently debunked revealing instead an inclination for class domination by the wealthy, not economic expansion of the economy or self-enrichment. Just particularly so when you think about the fact that the more money you have, the less you can consume because you already got enough money to consume. So the question of consumerism becomes irrelevant to you because you got all the money that you possibly need. And so the question in terms of of economics being the driving motivator is seriously called into question. Currently in the U.S., African unemployment stands at 6%, while African youth unemployment covers around 57%. Sadly, the poverty associated with unemployment does have real-life implications. Reports in 2015 indicate adults who experience childhood poverty, potential earnings are reduced by $294 billion. This reduction in earnings is attributed to poor health and involvement in the criminal justice system that routinely targets African communities for the smallest provocations same provocations that would not be considered criminal in other communities. Repercussions on unemployment are equally stark concerning the overall health of the U.S. economy. In the same year, U.S. GDP lost over $1 trillion, or 5.4% of GDP. With these kind of economic losses, expressions of concern should normally reach a level of crescendo, but with U.S. elites, it rarely evokes a whimper. There's a difference to this. State of the economy, particularly as related to African participation in the economy, becomes more obvious, not less. By the year 2022, poverty overall reached 14.1% in the African community, whereas as a result of poverty, 3.4 million children joined the ranks of the impoverished, with the largest demographic suffering increased poverty rates, that being African children, with a two, 10.1% ensnared in poverty and of those who remember 2 million live in abject poverty. Now, the diversity the, the, the of these grim statistics in the African community should not be dismissed as an anomaly. Conservative economists constantly maintain hitting up the economy or too many people with jobs is bad for the capitalism, and as such welcomes staggering unemployment among Africans, even the most vulnerable, which is young youth ironically unemployment reduces government receipts or revenues for government in terms of taxes by supporting policy that essentially undermines government revenues the possibility of job creation the possibility of investments or credits are gravely weakened which causes the economy to contract not expand the question has to be asked if economics is the defining force behind capitalism why would capitalism embrace economic policy that negates economic expansion for most citizens, while at the same time endorse policy, economic policy that is, that makes wealth expansion possible for only a small group of elites who monopolize wealth solely for their benefit, which weakens the entire U.S. economy. As such, can it reasonably be argued capitalism's motivation is is solely about wealth wealth expansion? (coughs) Excuse me, can it reasonably be argued capitalism's motivation is solely about wealth expansion when wealth expansion is predicated on the masses, excuse me, on the masses access to money, to the multiplier effect. Or is capitalism motivation about control? The question of control reign, reign, reigns large. As of this year, 6 million people lost access to Medicare Medicaid coverage. The idea behind Medicaid is, care, Medicaid is to assist the most vulnerable citizens financially who are unable to work or because capitalism can't employ everyone. Economic <clears throat> the economic incentive to Medicare is to provide to recipients who would then buy or consume contribute to government revenues. In other words, use Medicare recipients to stimulate the economy by ensuring money flow through the system, increasing the volume of money in circulation, which is the textbook definition of the multiplier effect. Interestingly enough, Medicaid effectiveness or has been established since 1965 and stimulating the U.S. economy, is now under attack from federal government policy that refuses to intervene to prevent states from removing removing recipients from from Medicaid, for the Medicaid rolls. Since the ending of the American Rescue Plan on December 2022, over 15 million families have been removed from Medicaid, superimposed superimposed opposing the estimated 5.7 million families Expiring from Medicaid since April of 2023, the trend will not stop. Projections are 175,000 families per month will be ejected from the program monthly. Census Bureau extrapolates, as a result of purging recipients from Medicaid, U.S. GDP will decline by 1.3%. This decline of GDP is complicated by the fact U.S. GDP is projected to grow only 2.1% in third quarter of year 2023. This decline in potential revenues or money induced into the economy by medicare will barely offset revenue increases enjoyed in by u.s business transaction a program largely successful economically stimulate u.s economic domestically is now being undermined what changed adding to the confusion given social spending contributes to economic growth in an era of global economic downturns enhancement of domestic spending becomes even more imperative the reduction of bona fide spending in social programs that hurt the economy in addition to the global GDP decline can only accelerate the decline of the U.S. economy. One has to ask under, under this scenario, what possibly could be the motivation for economic policy that hammers the U.S. economy, despite total control of domestic economic policy? The only reason for the conclusion is the pain inflicted on the poor serves political interests, where the poor are excluded from the possibility of income given the instability of the global economic system and threats posed to that system by the poor having access to money constituting essential threat to the power of the elites. Other reasons abound. One such reason being revenues from the exchange of goods and services internationally have been declining over the last two decades in the U.S. This decline of GDP in part has been the result of declining business investments in factories, equipment, and employment. A greater reason for the decline of GDP has been U.S. sanctions employed throughout the world and rejection of the dollar as reserve currency. Another reason pertains to labor productivity declines. This decline, despite technological innovation, is a result of business strategies to maximize profits by minimizing labor participation and reduction of wages. If businesses invested in labor, labor, the productivity, quality, and efficiency of products, along with better wages, could vastly be improved with benefits to the economy. While productivity lags around 1.4% of GDP today, with increased investments courtesy of U.S. Treasury Log- Logis, and, and in other words, taxpayers' money, productivity could reach 3% with, with wages that could rise, consistent with historical trends of 2.3%, along with economic earnings to GDP of over $10 trillion a year. Of course, this is, supposition is only theoretical. The reality is capitalists are, capitalists are content to ensure the economy deteriorates further, where economic malaise comes greater control by capitalists. If capitalists really value economics for economic sakes, then the possibility of solidifying control will be impossible in the U.S. and the world. So I ask you once again, does materialism guide capitalism motivation or is there another motivation? And Brother Africa, my position is that that control precedes or certainly more important uh, than this question in terms of material uh, progress. So having said that, Brother Africa, I'll conclude.
2: Thank you, Brother Haki. Next, we'll make a transition to Brother Anthony, who's the organizer for the All African People's Lovely share Party, GC, and we will welcome him to Africa on the move. Welcome, Brother Anthony. Can you hear us, Brother Anthony? i wait right, waiting for Brother Anthony. Um, Come on. You thought we had him. Let's just go back to and make our transition next to Brother Moses and bring him in. Brother Moses, welcome to Africa on the move.
7: Thank you, thank you, Brother Africa, and greetings to everyone within the sound of my voice. My name is Robert Andrew Moses. I've been in the struggle for scientific socialism since the I was introduced to Marxism, the father of scientific socialism, during a government class back in my high school years, 1968. I call Marxism the race to cure racism. I bear witness that there is one God, Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith, and that for, for government, Chairman Mao is his messenger. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar. And Chairman Now is the GOAT, the greatest of all times in terms of Caesars. And so I um, believe that we don't reverse correct verdicts. I'm pro-choice and I vote. I believe that women hold up half the sky. Therefore, I'm for the Equal Rights Amendment, E-R-A-S. And so I see. Chairman Mao is the messenger for government. For fathers, help your children, because Jesus is love, and and certainly the people of China have been uh, recipients of the great love and the loving heart of Chairman Mao. And we, a thousand flowers bloom, a hundred schools of thought contend. Um, finally, you know we're trying to unite the many to defeat the few. Great to see class consciousness developing and uh, expressing itself with the AAU, A U W rather, A U W president in his in this assessment of the strike and what needs to be done. And I think you know the future is bright. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses. And from Brother Moses, we to make our transition to Sister Eleanor, and we can welcome her as well to Africa of the Moon. Welcome, Sister Eleanor.
8: Good evening, Brother Africa, fellow analysts, and to our listening
2: audience in
8: the United States and abroad. I'm Eleanor Johnson, and I'm delighted to be on this evening's show and uh, look forward to uh, educational, exciting evening thank you.
2: That's it. thank you thank you thank you let's see if we can bring brother Anthony back in brother Anthony can you hear us and we'd like to welcome you to ask on the move are you there brother Anthony yes I am uh, thanks for
9: having me brother Africa revolutionary greetings to you the fellow panelists and the listening audience. My name is Anthony Williams. I'm an organizer for the All-African People's Revolutionary Party in G.C. Objectivist Pan-Africanism, the total liberation and unification of Africa under scientific socialism.
2: Thank you, Brother Anthony. And to our listening audience, this is Brother Africa. This is Africa on the Move. If you would like to join us during this segment, what's going on in your world and the community, you can call us at 323-679-0841. Please hit one. If you would like to share your thoughts on what's going on in your world, in your community, hit one and we will acknowledge your last four numbers. Again, what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a revolutionary culture break. And when we come back, we're going to start our first segment on what's going on in your world and the community. This is Brother Africa, and you're listening to Africa on the Move. to what's going on in your world and the community. If you would like to participate during this segment, please dial 323-679-0841, hit one, and we will acknowledge you guys for a number. If you are an invited participant, guest for today's program, you're on my board, please hit one right now. If you are an invited participant to participate on this program as a special guest, Please hit one now. So at this point in time, we're going to segment what's going on in your world and what's going on in your world in the community. we we'll start off with Brother Haque. Brother Haque, talk to us. What's going on in your world in the community?
6: Yeah, well, I have to talk about an uh, event that actually transpired about a year ago. Namely, uh, a young sister, you know, in Ireland who was participating in a gym, in in, in gymnastic program, and you know, when they, when when said Ireland says during this case, in this particular uh, particular uh, story, uh, when they were handing out the, uh, the the medals at the end of the competition, there was a numerous number of young girls lined lined up on the floor, and the presenter who presented the medals. uh, Gave every proceeded to give everyone else a medal, but you know, you know, skipped the young African female, and uh, you know, and apparently uh, according to eyewitnesses, you know, uh, she had a, a a medal, one medal left in her hand, and she still didn't come back to put that medal on the young African female. Oh, by the way, it was about maybe nine, ten, nine or ten years of age. So one of the things I find very problematic, brother Africa, is the fact that you know not only that because they skipped her. Uh, but the fact that given this uh, injustice, not a single adult in that room stood up and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, what should, that is wrong. That is fundamentally wrong, not a one, which makes me believe I mean, so, that certainly, certainly there may be a myriad of reasons in terms of maybe, you know, uh, maybe um, there was something else going on that we didn't know about in terms of presenting those medals. But certainly we can't discount the role of race. Because uh, one of the things is that, you know, when you talk about the only little black girl there, uh, you know, and to be bypassed like that as a, a major event, I mean, it's very difficult to overlook the question of race. But more importantly than brother Africa, I think that the fact that not a single white person in that entire room, with the exception of one little white girl who appears to be about 9, 10 years of age, started talking to her, perhaps trying to comfort her in terms of, you know, she she fundamentally, apparently she fundamentally understood that what had transpired was unjust and wrong, but the mere fact that not a damn adult, not one damn adult in that in that gymnasium, stood up and said, "Hey, hey, hey, what are you doing? This is wrong." And then when I look at the, when you look at the tape, and you look at her the eyes, the eyes of the young sister, in terms of the kind of hurt you know that she experienced, we got to understand that the emotional impact in terms of doing something like that, you know, uh, will reproduce young girl for the rest of her life. And the mere fact, that not a, not a damn dog was felt, was, was sympath- empathized enough to say, you know, to stand and say, listen, what the hell is going on here? You, you forgot to give her her medical meta. What's going on here? Not a damn one stood up and said a thing. Uh, so we can't discount the, the the role in terms of race, you know, you know it's, it's, it permeates the world. And it seems to me that all those corrupt African leaders throughout the world about a fundamentally understand. Until they fundamentally get their act together and work as a unified block, of the kind of the, the kind of um, maltreatment that is dispensed to African people around the world will continue. So I certainly hope when they look at that video and look at the eyes of that young black sister, that young African sister, and look at that kind of hurt, that they too have more responsibility in terms of creating conditions to ensure this kind of thing will not happen to our children. Um, but having said that, Brother Africa, I'll conclude with that.
2: Thank you, Brother Haki. Brother Anthony, what's going on in your world and the community?
9: Okay. Um, uh, as a comrade of mine used to say, Africa is on fire. And uh, and uh, the the signs of that all over the place uh not only at, at home but also in the in the diaspora. Uh uh people are getting uh increasingly fed up with the ravages of uh you know wrought by capitalism. All forms of capitalism, including imperialism and Zionism. And this is happening throughout the African world uh not, uh you know uh not only at home but uh even in the just Haiti and even inside the US. And uh it's starting in Africa which is which ironically is where capitalism got its start with the exploitation of African labor and uh you know the that uh, the, uh take control of africa africa's land and so um you know um you know it is fitting and as a matter of fact there's uh there's a saying around uh you know pan African circles that imperialism will find its grave in africa and uh and uh, this is starting uh, uh to bear uh to, to, bear, uh, to, to, to be- uh true and uh so um you know in order to take advantage of this fight uh Africans have to organize everywhere we must be in an organization that's working for uh, the liberation of our people, all Africans.
2: Thank you, brother Anthony from brother Anthony. We'll make a transition to brother Moses, brother Moses, what's going on in your world and the community.
7: Thank you. Thank you, brother Africa. Um, it's been an interesting week. Um, uh, I already mentioned the UAW president, uh, showing class consciousness, <clears throat> recognizing the historical mission of the proletariat, um, and expressing it. And once you walk to, once you talk to talk, it's just a matter of continuing to walk to walk. Because there had to be a certain level of walk in order to get to the talk. But like um you know experience is the best teacher and uh and uh we have the historical experience of the working class from the Paris commune on, and um the Paris commune gave birth to to haiti and uh you know we we've been in the struggle for working class control of the destiny of this of the country and the government It's been a constant struggle and a protracted struggle throughout history and um and, and we, we continue this struggle today It's class struggle and um people want revolution nation wants liberation and the countries want independence puerto rico being a, being an example of a country that needs independence uh i think you know there's there's um the continuation of the of um the trials and uh hopefully we will prosecute this fascist, uh, Trump, uh, United Front Against Fascism continues. Uh, just, just all around agitation and, and uh, propaganda and preparation for working class solidarity and working class dictatorship of the proletariat. All around preparation. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses. From Brother Moses, we're going to be Sister Eleanor. Sister Eleanor, what's going on in your world in the community?
8: Well, we saw the environmental disaster in New York City this week. Um, uh, the, the state, the governor, nor the mayor appeared to be ready. Um, New York City had to shut down the subway, the buses, and others due to flooding. So we see uh, the environmental disasters continuing to affect uh, every continent on Earth. We also realize that the uh, penguins may become extinct because they have uh, given birth to their young that are born with in Antarctica and they are born with down fur that's not water resistant and they have to live on ice, on the uh, frozen ice for nine months until they get their adult feathers or they die. So there's a risk of... uh, several colonies, several hundred colonies of penguins uh, perishing and uh, they're moving close to extinction. In addition to that, we see uh, the continued housing struggle.
0: And
8: um, with that, um, in the District of Columbia, uh, ERAP, Emergency Assistance, will be available to persons unable to pay their rent in the district of qualifying, I might say, persons in the District of Columbia who are unable uh, to pay their rent. And, of course, the most important thing was the announcement of France that they were going to be pulling out of uh, a year Within uh, the next year or two, and instead they were given a, a month to get out by the people of Niger and and their uh, fellow nations uh, such as uh, the Kino Faso. So that's a very interesting development and. And, uh, of course, the environmental fires and floods continue uh, to ravage the earth and communities. And you see that the, mayor, the uh, governor of Hawaii is uh, wanting to open up uh, uh, Maui for tourism and uh the indigenous people that uh still live there and have have homes from many generations and businesses are resisting that and you saw where they began to cover with uh uh black uh filaments uh, filament, uh the streets so that folks would not come along and, and tour the site and, and in an effort to keep developers out and other folks from that area. And again, the uh, United Auto Workers are standing strong in an organized fashion. And once again, the uh, Silva, the president of Brazil, is um, establishing contacts with uh, Cuba, and, uh, and that's uh, a little bit of what's going on in my world, and my observations.
0: And the
8: U.S., uh, United States of America, temporarily passed the budget. Uh, And they have 45 additional days to work out a final budget. And we'll see what happens
2: from there. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Eleanor. I I just want to stick a little bit more on this question of when people talk about the impact of the climate, climate change, and we talk about the weather. The reason you had this. Tornado, hurricane that came through New York, brought a lot of water. We had weather conditions in Libya that flooded out whole cities and killed thousands of people. I'm just wondering, when you're looking at the impact of this, um, these kind of um, disasters, dealing with so-called nature stuff, what happens to a people whose government sees everything as private property? and you take on your own personal responsibilities. With well, this kind of masses massive damages that have taken place in these countries, what gonna become of um these people who lost houses, lost lives, lost cars and may not never be able to recover the financial um burden that they have encountered as a result of these actions. How do you address those kind of conditions, brother Hacky?
6: Well, brother Africa, uh, it depends. If you're talking about addressing those those problems in the context of capitalism, then the bottom line is, unless you're wealthy, the bottom line is you simply have to live with your losses. Is that 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 simple? But I think in, in deeply embedded in your question, also brother Africa, is a question in terms of ultimate responsibility. When we talk about global warming in terms of its massive impact around the world, uh, Western states, uh, particularly the United States, is uh, particularly uh, responsible for the kind of uh, 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 conditions, horrendous conditions that, that are impacting the world. And, but yet, despite the fact that the United States is fundamentally, uh, in the Western world generally, are responsible for, for global temperature changes and destruction of, of the weather patterns, Despite this reality, there's great resistance in terms of creating conditions, or at least providing funding to global south to ensure to to sort of uh, fight back against these global temperature changes. Uh, so clearly, as far as the West is concerned, global warming is, is more of a strategy in which they lack. They understand that in terms of the kind of destruction that's being uh, visited upon all of these states, the bottom line is that their economies become more indebted, and which, which means that these 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 global south Economies become more desperate in, in, that, in that in that regard, more willing to at least in the, in, in the Western world's uh, uh, mind, more willing to play ball with the West in terms of you know, uh, loans at high interest rates, any uh, in type of any type of technological transference in terms of exorbitant levels, in terms of in terms of cost. Uh, so I think clearly you know uh, you know whereas you and I see it as a a moral issue. I think in the context of the Western world, particularly the United States, they don't see that as a moral issue they see it as a political issue and so therefore this this fundamental destruction that's has happened taking place particularly in the western world uh, keep in mind i am aware that the global warming is also affecting the west well because because but well, because of the west um uh, the situation as pertains to economics in the West, the West is in a better position in terms of dealing with any type of any type of uh, uh, global temperature changes uh, in terms of weather, weather patterns. In the global south, they don't have that. They don't have that uh, luxury, simply because they don't control that economy, and their, their financial system is in disarray. In part because of, it, uh, of, of imperialism.
0: Uh, so clearly, brother
6: Africa, which raises a moral dilemma, and I think in the context of capitalism, because it doesn't recognize morality, there's destruction of people's uh, people's homes and, and 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 farms and all those kind of things in the global south. I think for the West is irrelevant. I don't think they care at all, and it's very, very clear in terms of the resistance, in terms of you know creating conditions to change global warming, or at the very minimum, finance states to ensure that they minimize the impact of global temperature change. And I close with that.
2: Thank you, Brother Hakeem. Brother Anthony, I would like to you just respond to this scenario. Based upon my recent, recent finding as relates to the flooding that took place in Libya and whole communities got washed out. And my question is, everybody talking about crime became who are the real criminals. I said that because, Brother Anthony, under the leadership of Colonel Muammar Gaddafi, they knew of the possibilities of something like that may happen. So he had already employed a plan where they were building an underground water system, underground ducts and reservoirs, not only where it would prevent this flood to taking place, but the irrigation system that they had in place, that they were putting in place under the ground, the water would be distributed to areas that they could properly use for farming and grow things, and this would have never occurred. But because of the West, U.S. and France decided to invade and attack, um, the um, integrity and the independence of the Libyan people, they made it their objective to destroy his, this particular plan and this particular system. So, therefore, we've seen the end results. So, who are really responsible for these deaths that have taken place, that have taken place in Libya as a relates well to this issue of this flooding? I'd just like to use general response, understanding that particular scenario or the real history in terms of that problem could have been avoided. Just your general response, Brother Anthony. My general response to that
9: is, the imperialist countries, uh, particularly France and the U.S., are responsible uh, because they bear the primary responsibility for the war that uh, for the war that toppled Libya's uh, government. And therefore, undermined its
6: development
9: so i think uh I think this is uh is clearly the forces of world imperialism that are responsible for that, in particular France and the u s but until Africa unites and organizes they will not be able to get the imperialist countries to pay the price for that invasion.
2: Thank you, Brother Edmund. and Brother Moses. just is a general take on this flood issue that recently took place in New York and Libya, as well as you can look at this fire thing that took place out in the um, Pacific Islands. What's your general response to what you, what you see in terms of how the world and those who have wealth of capital Uh, Dealing with these situations,
7: just in general. We we have a situation where, where was it Naomi Klein I believe wrote "Disaster Capitalism" or something, uh, something along those lines. Um, Basically, you know, these people, you know, count on these kind of catastrophes to to profit off of them. Basically, uh. It's only you know, it's not the average person that does that, but uh, certainly these corporations and these businesses. And uh, I think you know, Libya, you know, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. I mean, the epitome of evil um, in that situation. I can't, I, I can't get over it to this day. I mean. She just had no respect for Gaddafi whatsoever. And, you know, that whole whole scenario, uh is it's just it's just awful. Uh I think, you know, we you know, we face global warming and, you know, um um I I think, you know, we have to personally um commit ourselves to to the issue and uh, and read and study up and see what we can do in terms of personally uh, participating in the struggle uh, but it is majorly majorly um, the corporations and the, the government that it really has to step up and uh, and because politics determines economics and you know and we we need a government that 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 consciously understands science and accepts science, and you know that COVID nineteen showed you know during the Trump administration that they had no respect whatsoever for science. And uh, anyway, we've learned to go to the moon, we've learned to build socialism, but we haven't learned to pray, and you know. The foolish, the the wisdom of of human beings is foolishness in terms of God, as the Bible says. And so, you know, the, you know, life goes on. There's wisdom there for those who can hear, let them hear. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses and Sister Eleanor. Given the fact, we have many examples now of the possibilities of these major catastrophes that may occur in the future? Why is it that the West is not doing anything to maybe try to be prepared before they happen to prevent these things? It seems to me when you're talking about about infrastructure development, one of the issues is that people say they can't make no money out of it. They're trying to figure out how to make money out of it outside of those who have contracts to do the work. So I'm just wondering in terms of, from your perspective, uh, what has been done in the future so other areas will not be victimized when they know now there's a possibility this may happen? Your general response, Sister Eleanor?
8: Well, well there, uh, as you know, um, the United States uh and uh, many people on the Hill don't believe in uh, global warming and climate change, and it appears that uh, uh, the United States is backstepping on uh, uh, some of its goals to reduce carbon emissions, while while it seems to be something that doesn't matter to the large corporate interests. Um, what matters to them is the bottom line is the dollar. And um, you see where Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos and these people are taking their flight into space and uh, you know they act as if they're going to move somewhere else or purchase land in the global south but they're uh, only backing up and figuring out how to make problems and the next real goal is water and the bushes have brought up the largest aqueduct in south america uh, because Clean water and with the global warming, the drying of rivers and streams and fresh water sources mean that we're now going to have to, in the near future, drill for water in these underground aqueducts. And they're planning on just marketing water, and they have no concern about uh, reducing carbon emissions and uh uh finding alternative means of producing energy and uh it's just business as normal and it's all about making a profit so uh the issue of global warming still has not hit home and we see uh uh that Obviously, with what happened in New York, there weren't even sandbags available for the people. Uh, we see in Hawaii that there was no preparation for anything other than cyclones, so there was no way to inform the the working class people that lived in that community. So. Just literally, uh, everything was lost, and that's because uh, capitalism feeds on profits. It doesn't care about the working conditions of the of, of of the working class. It only cares about the money that they're making and the resources that they they're making. And I'd just like to add another example, because that was the dirty air. You know, the fact that Phillips, uh, uh, the company Phillips uh, makes respirators, these CPA, you know, these tap machines for people with sleep apnea and other illnesses, is, um, and ventilators for sick and dying, and they knew that uh, its devices were helpless because they were stuffing them with polished ethylene, uh, similar to that that you use in sofas to reduce the sound of the machine. And uh, users of these machines began to report vomiting, dizziness, headaches along with newly diagnosed cancers of the lungs, throat, sinuses, the larynx, and others, and they continue to ignore for a decade these concerns. And, uh, and they use, among other things, formaldehyde, a compound used in fertilizer dyes and glues that has been uh, tied to respiratory problems in certain cancers in these machines, also. And uh, they recently had a recall of about 3,700 machines, but they knew there was a, a problem. Uh, there were nearly 2,000 cases of cancer that reports detailed and. Six hundred liver and kidney diseases and seventeen thousand respiratory ailments. So this is just an example, and this was reported in the Philadelphia Post uh, Gazette. So it appears that um, the capitalist interests are only interested in making money. do only interested in making money and maintaining the status quo. And you can see that whether it's in Libya, whether it's Greece, uh, it doesn't matter, whether anywhere in the Sahel, in Africa, uh, there's no concern, not even uh, in the United States of America where there's been an account in the Western United States for the last nearly
2: seven years. Thank you, my. Thank you. Thank you, my sister. What we're going to do right now, I've asked each one of y'all, I've asked Brother Anthony, I don't know, and Moses to give me two minutes or less response to yesterday's event. That was a Excellence Symposium, the Kwame Nkrumah International Pan-African Symposium, hosted and produced by, by the All-African People's Revolutionary Party (G.C.), and um, it was quite a an interesting symposium to deal with many of the issues that are happening right now on the continent of Africa and throughout the world. They had, in terms of people who registered to be a part of the program, they had over 35, 36 different countries. They had about 11 countries in terms of actual participants, which were for Pan Africanists. And to have a direct discussion with our brothers and sisters and friends and allies throughout the world was very important at this particular time given all the things that is going on, that are going on, and we need to begin to see ourselves at one. So two minutes or less, I know Brother Anthony, I know, and Moses, you participated yesterday on the seminar. I just would like to have a general, um, your general overview, um, your take on the seminar. I start with you, Brother Moses. What is, what is your general take on the seminar? I thought it was well done, and, um, definitely begin to make the kind of connection you need to communicate and start working with each other as one. Brother Moses, your perspective on the seminar yesterday.
7: Yes. Um it was a great seminar. As usual the All African People's Revolutionary Party G C was organized and concise and to the point, um, with relevant guests speakers who were in the struggle, who have their boots on the grounds. So to speak, and uh, it was a very, very uh, instructive and educational forum. Um, um, I, you know, have nothing but great respect for the organization and, and uh, consciousness of the All African People's Revolutionary Party GC, and I'm sure Kwame Nkrumah, Secretary, Ray, and Kwame Ture would minutes. all be proud. Thank you
2: thank you Brother Moses. sister out north two minutes or less your response. It was
8: an excellent um form um people from haiti Ghana, africa that's uh uh, uh truly, truly international audience addressing the issues of imperialism and and capitalism and uh, it uh, it's something that uh, if it's published and able to be viewed again, I would love to view it again. It was uh, very solid and I am Uh, So thankful that I had an opportunity to listen in and uh, to gain so much information, and uh, in particular, in the explanation of sanctions and to hear it so clearly articulated how sanctions kill. And it was just terrific. Very, very
2: well Thank Eastern. you, my sister. Thank you, my sister. Dr. Anthony, as a member of the All African People Legislative Party of GC, you know, with the whole school, you put the program together. We'd be interested in your general assessment on the seminar and why you thought the seminar was something that was needed. Brother Anthony, your response.
9: Uh certainly. Uh I, th- I, I, I thought I, I thought the the seminar was very educational in terms of understanding the impact of imperialism on Africans uh at home and abroad. And um, and the resistance uh to uh to neo colonialism and other forms of imperialist exploitation and um and I thought it was very informative to hear from Africans throughout the world uh you know coming to the same conclusions and uh and I think Africans uh uh throughout the world are uh, real, realizing that we have common problems, a common enemy, and therefore uh you know uh uh you know there needs to be a common solution and that we need to come together to work together more in terms of resolving our problems. Uh, And that was a major takeaway from this seminar, how uh, we realize that we have a common set of problems and that the solution is pan-Africanism. And that is uh, the unification of Africa under scientific socialism. I think uh I think there was a realization also that capitalism all forms of capitalism are the sources of all our problems and that we have to come together uh to work to resolve that and uh, you know and uh you know it was commendable to see the resistance uh, that's being put uh, put forth by Africans throughout Africa, not just uh the former uh French colonies but all, uh, but all, but also uh even Zenga South Africa, Eritrea and Zimbabwe in terms of dealing with the sanctions issue. And uh so uh, you know, I I I think I, I think uh it's uh positive that Africans are starting to come together to realize that our problems, no matter where in the world we are, are similar.
2: And Brother Anthony, how can you find out more about your organization and people want to see the program? Uh will, will, will that be possible? Uh yes. Um we have
9: uh, we have a YouTube uh, uh 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 channel. So it should be available on YouTube fairly soon. And uh for more information about the organization, uh people can visit our website at www dot a dash a dash gc dot org for more information and in terms of uh uh learning how to contact us and also they can find out more information about our history and our objective thank you brother anthony and to close
2: out this section what's going on in your world community, Brother High Key, to let you make this sign kind of statement, in reference to the importance of having these kind of these discussions, these kind of analogical changes, these kind of um, um, platform where we need to collect, collectively come together and try to figure out how do we arrive at the truth and the same thing at the same time so we can move forward. Most people think our problem is an economic problem, we need to make money. But here they didn't stress money as being the foundation. Your thoughts on the concept money versus ideas, and understanding your concept, brother Haki, your response.
6: Yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> clearly, clearly, uh, you know, uh, the, the the foundation of change starts with ideas, It's not money. It starts with ideas. The problem with with our, with our community in terms of ideas, we have been we haven't been particularly exposed to a lot of ideas. So of course we have these kind of seminars when you, when you bring together Africans throughout the diaspora to discuss these, these you know these problems that are peculiar to all of us. Uh, give us a, a better understanding in terms of the obstacles that we confront and what we must do in terms of being free. And so I think in the context when we talk about political education, I think these kind of forums do a tremendous job in terms of promoting political education. And because without political education, the bottom line is that we understand that the forces that be, in terms of their propaganda machine, is very very powerful, and superimposed upon that, you have a situation right inside a lot of these countries. You have under the auspices of IMF, under the auspices of the World Bank, under the auspices of of, uh, uh, <clears throat> of the uh, aid inter- international development. You have you know the, the schools being funded, specifically for the idea in terms of diluting the, the level of information, or certainly the the through the, the, the quality of information that's being conveyed to to young people. And so that in that context, then we understand that these kind of phones that AAPRPGC uh, conducts uh, does a very good job in terms of cutting through a lot of that propaganda and getting people to understand not only fundamentally the problem that we're confronted with, but ensure people understand that we collectively are working together to change this because we can ill afford to keep believing that in fact that we can solve this problem unilaterally. This is a problem that has to be, uh, problems that we confronted with has to be resolved collectively. And I think AARPGC uh, program does a good job in terms of, you know, historically certainly has been done a good job in terms of promoting, uh, you know, uh, clarity around these issues and, and importance in terms of political education.
2: Thank you, Brother Hakeem, for your perspective. Well done. One of the things I'd like to raise in terms of from the seminar that one of the facts that came out from the forces on the ground in Nigeria is that when you listen to the press, you would think that the French only had like something like 1,300 soldiers inside Nigeria. When they when they said the numbers is correct, it's not true. They have a little over 4,000 at the minimum. So, again, you know, the press doesn't lie summertime. They lie all the time. But I thought that was a little interesting nugget in terms of uh, you know to listen to but what we're going to do right now this is brother africa this is brother africa we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to make a transition heading towards our theme tonight africa exploitation Cruise. we're going to do that when we come back we're going to play some music as we continue to understand that music too must be used as a tool for liberation so we'll be right back this is brother africa and you are listening to africa on the move To Africa on the Moon, Brother Bruce told you what he would do if he had a rocket launcher. What would you do if you had one? Again, welcome back to Africa on the Moon. Um, We're going to make a transition towards our theme tonight. It's going to be like a preliminary. Uh, Recently, I was going through some archives of some interesting videos dealing with Africa. And I ran across this video title, That Breakthrough News. NATO expands into Africa as U.S. bullies the continent over Ukraine in his interview with Vijay Prashad. And what I'm going to do right now, and this is something new, we've trying out this little technique to see how it goes in terms of playing this on the airways. Um, hopefully you can hear it. You we'll to see how it goes. And I want my panelists to listen very closely in terms of some of the things that were raised in this interview as it relates to our theme today, Africa exploitation and coups, It gives you a history of the connection of the past behavior and history of Europe to Africa and how it's playing out today. So we're going to play some of this, and when we come back with our panelists, I would like for y'all to respond to some of the things y'all, y'all have heard. So let's see if this will work out we can to try this. This is a new, new technique, see if it's possible. We can um, be clear enough to hear the message. It's not come comeback, and we will just continue our program towards the articles that were selected for tonight's program. So let's listen. Again, the thing is NATO expands into Africa as U.S. bullies the continent of Ukraine. With Vijay Prashad, the interviewee.
5: And demanding that countries in the global south pick a side. You're either with the West in its never-ending wars to maintain global hegemony, or you're with Russia and China. And those who choose wrong or stay neutral are being propagandized, bullied, and threatened with sanctions, no more so than countries in Africa. To
9: help break it all down, I'm joined by Vijay Prashad,
2: We'd like to walk you back to Africa on the Move. We we're trying out something new in terms of integrating different technologies. And we understand based on this experiment, it doesn't work. So we'll continue to move on and thank you for your patience. For tonight's theme is Africa Exploitation and Cruise Part 2. One of the things we wanted to talk about tonight is there's a video called D-Don underpaid. You talking about Dion Sanders, who's a football coach and a former NFL player and baseball player, who is raising all kinds of attention to the impact that he is having on the University of Colorado as being a football coach and a well known athlete personality. Now when we talk about Africa and exploitation, we want to look at the impact that Brother Dion is having and some of the issues surrounding his whole process of being in terms of where he at now versus where he was at before, which was Jackson State University and then Colorado University. But recently, he signed a five-year contract to be a coach now for a total of thirty million dollars, basically that break down to six million dollars a year. Well, it has been reported recently that he has already earned and brought in a surplus of money of over one hundred million dollars, less than three football games into two football season. So when we talk about this question of exploitation and this question of looking at Africa, Africans, many times how we are being played how other people are being paid. My question to the panelists understand that he has already over achieved his contract agreement on what, what he's bringing to the equation to the University of Colorado Palace. Do you think that he being exploited if the university doesn't renegotiate his contract right now at this point in time? And also, do you think that was the Earl in which by him leaving the African University and going to the European University, that this kind of influence that he had we could have used it and would be much more greater and benefit the African community more versus bringing all this money to this community. And most people say we have very little impact on the African community, which is most media. So on that particular aspect, panelists, I'd like for y'all to weigh in. Is he being exploited? And this question of if he could make that kind of impact on the European university and community could we have done the same thing if you would have stayed at the H B C U, Jackson State University or some other university. So we just should like to have your response. But again, it seems like every time when we enter the agreement, um, under under conditions by the establishment, we seem to get a and get an unfair exchange. Your response, Brother Hakey, to this phenomenon.
6: <laughs> you know, Brother Africa, let's 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 keep it let's keep it let's keep it real. You know. Uh, one of the things, and when we talk about the marketplace in capitalism, let's let's be very clear, it's about exploitation, pure and simple. That's what it's all about. It's about putting up the, the, the least get the get the most in returns. It's very, very simple. It's a very simple formula. So of course he was exploited. I mean, he was, you know. And, and the irony is that, given the fact this guy was a great football player and uh, well known, his disability alone would guarantee to bring the brain school some money. The mere fact that the university was able to convince him to to come there for six million a year, even though in terms of marketplace, his ability in terms of drawing in people was considerably more than even factor into the equation. So the question of exploitation, of course, is is, is all about exploitation, that's what it's all about. As far as him in terms of believing historical black college and university, Jackson State in particular, I think one one of the things is that, you know, um, The reality is that when we talk about exposure, there's no way conceivable for him to receive the same level of exposure at a historical black college university that he received at Colorado University, Uh, in part because, you know, one of the things when we talk about the marketplace and we talk about the the ability, you know, of corporations, you know, to market, uh, you know, uh, various products, uh, when we talk about the marketability as it relates to a university like Colorado University. Uh, it's much much more easier to market uh, Colorado University as opposed to HBCU. Of course, HBCU has a relatively smaller population, certainly in terms of viewership, in terms of sponsorship. Uh, so clearly, there is no there's no there's no there is no uh, there's really no correlation in terms of the possibility in terms of achieving the same same kind of visibility. You know, at a small uh, university that he could achieve at a large university. But having said that, Brother Africa, that doesn't negate the fact. And we talk about the historical implications in terms of making such a move, it doesn't negate the fact that, you know, when you when you have a, a personality like Deion Sanders, you know, at a historical black college university, it does bring some visibility to that to that small university. Uh in that regard, you know, you, you have the opportunity in terms of groom you know, creating you know, uh, you know, mentoring talent, uh more talent into the in this air in terms of as as a mode to highlight the uh, athleticism that exists in circle black colleges and universities, and certainly also just from a social perspective, I think one of the things in terms of that young people, I think, it's good for young people to see that you know, uh, despite this, the, the, the 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 circumstances that we find ourselves confronted with at smaller universities, particularly smaller black universities, uh, the kind of um, per- perseverance uh, that we that, that we that we engage in is key in terms of getting our young people to understand. That to overcome these systematic injustices, that we have to we have to we have to hang in there. So I think in that context, I think it would be uh, been be a, a great gain in terms of people to stay at the black college and university. In terms of young people seeing him being there, trying to elevate, you know, historical black college and university, even though it's a small university. Uh, but of course, the question in terms of business, you know, one of the things that I I, I, I find you know so somewhat somewhat ironic. Is that you know uh, people would say, well, you know, he made a business move. In other words, uh, they're okay with the exploitation of of their fellow human being as long as you pros- prosper. Well, for African people to adopt a, an attitude that in fact, as long as you prosper, then everything is does, everything is fine, I think, sends a very, 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 very dangerous message uh, to our young people in terms of being able to actually, you know, stand on their own two feet and actually, you know, struggle against odds that are fundamentally or, or, or systematically against them in that regard I think that you know when we, when we talk about in terms of all these problems affiliated with small universities when you have someone like understand and saying despite the problems affiliated with small universities I'm going to persevere I'm going to be here I'm going to fight you know because the community means that much to me but of course if your position is that it's all about the money then you, you, you go where the money is uh, clearly, when you talk about the difference between getting paid $300,000 at a small HBCU, historical black college university, versus $6 million a year at a large white university, then for a lot of people, the only logical conclusion is go to the historical black college universities. They don't understand the history. They don't understand the sociological aspect. Uh, they don't understand the necessity in terms of struggle to overcome these obstacles that we're confronted with. And you can't do any of that unless you stand and fight. And that's what I think fundamentally a lot of our people don't understand. They tend to think that this market-based uh, uh, reality is the only reality, and that uh, when you when you when you pursue the pursuit of money, you can do no wrong. So I think fundamentally, from a philosophical point of view, I think him leaving his historical black college and universities, was a tactical error. But that's my position, and I close with that.
2: Thank you, Brother Haki. Brother Anthony, when we look at this particular issue, is an issue that. Maybe we are looking at it in the wrong way, which, which, in which I mean that it's not an issue on what is the individual's worth and what he may be getting, but looking at how he has impact to bring multi-sources of income to other areas beyond him as an individual. And maybe the emphasis should be placed on that as we look at what is our value to a community and how we should make decisions that can best benefit our community first and not just us. What's your general take on that, Brother Anthony? Yeah. Well,
9: um, well, as, uh, as uh, a journalist pointed out in the video on uh, Deion Sanders today, uh, he made a business decision, a personal v- business decision, to go with the money that Colorado was offering him versus what he was making making at Jackson State. And uh, let's see. And, I mean, depending upon your point of view, uh, let's see. It was a good business move from his standpoint. Uh, you know, I mean, he uh, he's making uh, – you know, not nearly twenty times what it's making at Jackson State. And so so from a, some from a strictly uh, monetary point of view, uh, you know, he came out ahead in a sense. Uh now is he being exploited? Yes he is. Uh and uh and that's the the that's the nature of our history inside the US uh we get exploited for labor and our talent and uh you know and uh you know what what the market bears out uh will always be greater than what we what we make in salary i mean that uh you know that's how uh, how companies make their profit off of uh, labor and, uh, you know, uh, and uh, now it, now if he had stood up and fought and stayed at Jackson State, it probably would have benefited uh, Jackson State and the community more in the long run in terms of uh, enhancing the prominence of Jackson State as a football power. but. He made personal decision uh that benefited him and his family primarily uh that he would uh take that he would take the position at Colorado and so far is proven lucrative for him and uh, you know for him and his individual family but again uh you know depend upon uh where uh you know where your head is at then uh you know uh that 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 then you you made those kind of decisions uh you know uh personal gain at the uh at the expense of uh the african community in which he was raised and which is responsible for its popularity
2: Thank you, Brother Anthony. Brother Moses talked to me. One thing he has been able to do also is to create a tourist industry around folks coming to Colorado just to see him and his team. It's a multi-million dollar industry of tourists coming in. So on that note, do you think that his contract should be automatically rewritten and renegotiated? What's your thoughts on that, Brother Moses?
7: Certainly. An injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere and you know, we have economic injustice, uh, that's why we have unions, um uh, um, the fight back against the corporate greed. And um Dion, you know, is is in the in this world and in this political economy and he's subject to it. Um, uh, his his ability to appropriate uh, for his his personal use, his uh shows so his relationship to production and his relationship to the political order, and uh, and certainly he's being exploited. But that's capitalism. That's that's what capitalism does. That's they brought you here for a job. Uh, so you know, the solution is scientific socialism not high wages for the wage slave anyway i'll leave it right there thank you
2: thank you brother moses sister eleanor they call it the d-down effect now what kind of effects are he having on the african community are they positive or negative how do you see the d effect? effects
8: well, I'm not really familiar with the D don effect, but I will say this: that uh, um, I had thought that um, it's true. His salary has gone up a hundred percent from the three hundred thousand uh, dollars a year he was making at Jackson State. But when you consider the um, tourism and the other sales associated with college football, the television rights and that sort of thing, he definitely needs to have a financier intervene and look at his contract.
9: And
8: um, I, I, I was thinking of an author um Ernest Hemingway, and he had a bad editor that had the rights to all of his books once, and he had to figure out where the loophole was in the contract to get out to go and do other things. But the Dion effect, if that means making more money, he definitely brings in money. And it's interesting that they have such a low number of African-American students at the University of Colorado um, that. Uh, it's a small population of blacks uh, relative to the uh, the rest of the United States, not as uh, low as in the state of Wyoming or New Mexico, both of which border Colorado. But the bottom line is uh, he's bringing in the money and the folks with big money are flying in and discovering uh, Colorado and and um, bringing their money. So the thing is education and how do we educate people and uh, what uh, uh, a devastating impact Uh, this is in a way. uh, It shows others what they could possibly do, but it really doesn't focus on the potential for earning money. And it really... Um, I was talking to one of my colleagues, and they were saying that he's making so much more than at Jackson State. Yeah, he is. And they were talking about all his, you know, the fact that he played professional uh, basketball and baseball, and he's an announcer, and he is so many things. But that doesn't mean that he couldn't make more money out of this deal. And he couldn't figure out a way to open up opportunities for other Africans, for youth to gain access to university education at Colorado, University of Colorado, as well as uh, other situations, uh, business opportunities. But I'm not
2: familiar that, with the Dion effect other than money. Thank you, Sister Moore. Panelists, I find these two issues to be parallel, very in terms of these contractual agreements between one having the contract of getting only $30 million for five years, but yet he brings over $100 million just in three football games. And what's similar to that phenomenon is when we look at the uranium that is taken from Nigel. French it at the cost of 96, 90 cents per ounce. It's selling on the international market for $200. Our Africans are Africans being played and being exploited? Can you see the parallel, the contradiction, no two types of uranium, brother high France is getting uranium for 90 cents from Nigeria and came the same uranium and we it on the market for two hundred dollars. Didon is contractual to get thirty million for five years with six million a year, whereas he's already made made him over hundred million dollars in three football games. Your response to contrast those um social relationships with the country economics, Brother Haki.
6: Yeah, well the commonality the commonality is exploitation. Uh, locally, we talk about exploitation as related to capitalism. Uh, internationally, we talk about exploitation as related to imperialism. It's the same system. It's the exact same system. And it is ironic that when you talk about this kind of exploitation, is 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 is, is, is well known uh, when it comes to you know uh, to uh, you know contracts pertaining to you know relationship with African people. This kind of exploitation is well known, not just nationally but globally but internationally as well. So clearly, there is a, a mindset there is a way of viewing African people uh which suggests that uh, African people are a gullible uh b um desperate you know for recognition or c uh or, or, or just uh, incapable of grasping the complexities of contract uh so clearly you know you have the situation where you know um this kind of practice goes on, and I think it's coming up on African people to understand fundamentally. Now, when you talk about this kind of structural uh, inequality when it comes to when it comes to economics, then we understand that this is not haphazard. This is no mistake. This is all by design, and this is part of an impossible mindset, uh, which is predisposed to perceive the, the interests of African people as irrelevant. So, if you think about a white coach with Dion credentials in terms of in terms of coming to coaching, uh, there's no question about it. Six million dollars is a mere pittance. In terms of the possibility, in terms of the kind of earnings a white coach would have would have garnered, because uh, clearly, when you talk about fame in the context of, of American society, in, in particular, when you talk about the tenets of capitalism which recognizes fame, or uh, not necessarily re- doesn't re- necessarily recognize quality, it recognizes fame. And so, in that context, when you come that kind of fame that Dion had, if he had been white, that fame would have been instrumental in terms of him receiving a much larger amount of money in terms of contractual agreement. Uh, one of the things we don't know, you know, if beyond stipulated in this contract, you know, listen, based upon what I bring into this this organization, we're gonna renegotiate this contract. I don't know if he did that. I'm hoping he did, but all indications as it stands right now is that he didn't do that. He accepted the six million the six million per year. Uh so in that context, of course, people in positions of power see Dion as being gullible. In the case of Nigeria, when you take their uranium and you and you in their resources, and you and you and you 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 French, you know, we sell those, you know, for for for, for tremendous profits. Uh, they see the, the 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 Nigerian leadership as being naive and ignorant, and so therefore they don't have a problem with that. In in their minds, what they achieved in doing was what they're supposed to do. That is, you're supposed to export those. Only the stupid, only the ignorant is going to go along with this exploitation. And so in their mind, the problem doesn't rely doesn't reside with capitalism. The problem resides with idiotic, stupid people who make contracts who don't understand the complexities of these contracts. And so given that reality, then no one should be surprised we talk about exploitation where it's in America or exploitation when it comes to Africa, that we understand that when it comes to contractual matters, Africans always end up on the short end of the stick. So we have to sort of really understand the reality, but unless we're organized to fight back, the bottom line is that this kind of exploitation uh, this kind of, indeed this kind of insensitivity toward the interests of african people will prevail so it's incumbent upon us to recognize what's going on and to fight against it but we can't do that by the organization and i close with that
2: thank you happy brother anthony your take on these two analysis of these contractual agreements between Dion and colorado and this relationship with nigel and frank as it relates to the Uranian issue
4: yeah
9: well uh both are examples of exploitation of labor because uh, on on the one hand france takes uh 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 the uh the uranium it, it gets out of Niger and sells it uh for over twenty times what it paid uh niger for uh that's a huge profit in uh in in uh, capitalist coffers. And uh you know, uh the the similarity between uh uh Deion Sanders' uh salary is that even though he's making uh several times more than he made at Jackson State, he is still being underpaid for uh, uh uh for for his labor. And uh you know, and that's the nation of capitalism. That's how capitalists make profits. They uh they uh they uh uh they undersell or underpay uh the African labor and then they uh they make uh super profits off of the exploitation of that labor. That's what I see in common between the two.
2: Thank you, Brother Anthony. And Brother Moses, your response?
7: I think Brother Anthony did a great job of analyzing it. Uh, you know, we we buy cheap and sell deer, um, whether it's labor or whatever the commodity is. And uh, we seek to, to get the maximum amount of benefits with the least amount of effort. Um, and, you know, this is what's going on. Um, we need a social order that, out, that has leaders and leadership who are altruistic, who have compassion, who have empathy, who have charity, who have love. And we need people. The question is, how do you get these people into power? You know, you know, do you vote them in? What, what, how are they going to get into power? This is the issue, and uh, those who have an ear and who aren't just idealistic and uh, utopian socialists, you know, we've got to get to scientific socialism, and it's a concrete struggle with concrete issues. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses, and Sister Eleanor and give us your thoughts on this issue.
8: Well, my uh, immediate response when I saw he was getting $30 million and what he had pulled in with just a few gains, uh, not including, uh, that's not calculated, you know, monthly, uh, the tourism impact and then all the African people coming in, flying into Colorado just to see him. Uh, and the money they're spending. I Dion should immediately get uh proper financiers uh from his community to go over his contract with a fine tooth comb and try to figure out how he can get out of it or get paid more. Because the bottom line, yes, it is uh about capitalism and I think the way you change your environment to respond to Brother Moses quickly is you do it through voting. You do it through every means possible, but uh, it's a, a micro issue. So I, with Dion's situation, I think he, he needs to have someone review that contract with a fine tooth comb and figure out how he can possibly get out of it and hold it close to his heart until other opportunities come out uh, 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 available to him and pull out. Because really with Jackson State and the interview, I had heard uh, him talk about all the money the the, uh, uh, black colleges and universities could be making through the TV and through this and that. Uh, it seems like Dion isn't getting that cut of those monies himself. And uh, he should have uh, been in a situation where he takes a cut of the revenue per uh, per game, per quarter. Uh, and that's how it should roll, uh, in my opinion. I think that... Uh, uh, It is an example of, a great example in using uh, Brother Haki and Brother Anthony and using Niger and the 90 cents for the uranium and getting $200 uh, for the same amount or less of uranium being sold to others and the fact that Europe, uh France seventy five percent of their households are lit with that uranium and sixty percent of Europe. So we see the exploitation of African nations and of African people, whether on the continent or in within the diaspora. And uh, it's a, a very clear analogy. And it uh, makes you think of wage slavery. The bottom line is $30 million is a lot of money, and, and his family may have a little generational wealth, and they're talking about how successful his sons are. But the bottom line is he's not earning a uh, a uh, 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 a, a fair wage for the amount of production that uh, he produces. He's he's a wage slave. And it's like so many of these athletes with the NBA and the National Football League and the basketball players it's just uh, inequity abound and neocolonialism uh, exports the labor as well as the resources of um, Niger and uh, it, it's an excellent analogy that, that the analyst made.
2: Thank you, my sister. Real quickly, panelist, one at a time, did Chicago, not Chicago, Colorado, University coup Dion. Was that a coup, Brother Haki? Did they (laughs) cool?
6: Was it a coup? (laughs) Uh, No, not really. Not really. I think if the prevailing mentality is that it's all about the money, then it's not a coup. I mean, he willingly went. Uh, There was no deception involved. There was no force involved. That was simply. In his estimation, a, uh, a, a an agreement that was mutually beneficial. I think in his in, I think in his mind. Uh, so it's not a coup, brother Africa. I think it's just uh, the, the result of our people continuing thinking that it's all about the money, and we were certainly willing to continue our exploitation as long as you pay us. So clearly, we got we we have much to reconsider in terms of our in terms of the things we do in the society. And I close with that.
2: Oh I got one perspective on that question, Brother Anthony. Did the University of Colorado cool Dion? Could you repeat that? Did the University of Colorado cool Dion? De- uh
9: no, I I don't I don't think so. Uh you know, I uh, agree with Haki on this point. Uh let's see, uh uh Colorado offered uh, offered De uh Dion more money than he was getting at Jackson State. Uh so it, it uh it was a straight up business deal as far as Dion Sanders is concerned. Uh you know, uh you know uh you know it meant more uh financial rewards for him and his family. And uh and I think that's the way he looked at it. And so I don't I don't think it was a, a, a coup necessarily. I think it was uh, he, just uh uh, you know, uh, a a case of him taking advantage of financial opportunities that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise. I
2: hear you, brother Anthony. I know friends and the Western forces they said he just did the deal when it cool you, but that's all right. Now talk to Brother Moses. Was well, that cool or not, Brother Moses? No, uh,
7: um, I think you know, like the, what's been said is, is pretty correct. Huh? Where the correct ideas come from? First, you 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 have to have experience, and ideas come from experience. Uh, and before you go into things, you have a certain ideas. And after you go through things, you get more ideas. And so you know he had to go through, through the he had to, he started out with an original theory that you know the good money and better money et cetera, et cetera. and then he went through the experience and you know who knew uh, uh, it wasn't guaranteed that he was going to be successful. And so you know after he was successful, then we have the then we have the ideas that he's being exploited and. Uh, and you know that comes from experience. And he he wasn't there in the beginning. It, it only had only occurred once we got. It's a process of getting to know, like in with Hitler, it was a process of getting to know the enemy. And um anyway, there's a process of anything. There's a process of getting to know things, and uh then you realize what's going on. So I will leave it right thank there. You, thank, you. thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother and finally, Sister Eleanor. Before we move on. Did the University of Colorado cool Dion? Dion. Dion.
8: I I think that um Dion, um uh, I think that Dion uh, failed to have proper counseling before walking into that deal. Because uh, I agree with the, uh, it's just business. But the reality is there were were no, and we've talked about this before, there was no clause or information put in the contract that would say that if something happens, that there's a windfall and this and that, uh, that uh, Dion's take will be, something different that did not happen and six million dollars for a working class person is a true fortune but uh in reality in what if you look at what these what i had heard dion himself discuss what these universities make with these games and through these uh uh, uh basketball and football that uh that 6 million seems rather low and I don't have the information and I hope Dion did to compare with what other coaches uh make in 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 college football And uh, so I don't have enough information to say whether or not he he was somewhat bamboozled. Are there others out there making more than him? I don't know. But I think there are a few out there that are bringing in as much as he bought in as quickly as he did because he put the University of Colorado on the map in a big way overnight. And, uh, yes, he's doing, him and his family are doing better. You got to realize he's doing better in terms of himself. You know, he had a some type of trombosis and it affected his, uh, one of his limbs. And he ends up, you know, losing, uh, having to suffer uh amputation of, uh, uh, of uh, his toe or a couple of toes and a few surgeries. So Dion's been through a lot. And um, I think all of that impacted his transition to Colorado, and I think it also affected his decision-making in terms of uh, income and what could have been... uh, uh, a greater income. I don't know whether they just said we're going to give you 30 million over a number of years and he said yes or did they say we're going to give you 10 million? He said, oh no, I want 30. I really don't know. I don't have the data. But uh, again, it's exploitation. Uh, however, it breaks down and we can call it just business, but it's, he's, he's, uh, he's a well-paid uh laborer but
2: he's not
8: making he's not making his uh work. Uh, he's not making his fair share out of this game, but I I it clearly couldn't have been a cool d'etat, There was you know, but it's, it's definitely uh he's he lost out there a bit but not in terms of the everyday citizen. To us, he's doing very well.
2: Thank you, my sister. So let's make a transition to this next article or video. Uh, We can tell this audience if you get a chance. Check out this video titled, Dr. Arikana Exposes Exposes, France, Continue Exploding African Countries. Now, that's an interesting video. So it definitely talks about the relationship of Africa, expectation, and cruise. Now, one of the things time this in this particular video, they talk about the friction that the African Union had with the sister, Dr. Ari in terms of her outspokenness and speaking truth to power. Is that behavior or how they dealt with the sister at the uh, AU, African Union, is an indication of why Africa has the problems that it has today. Brother Hakim.
6: Yeah, Brother Africa. It is uh, it is indicative of the problems that Africa confronted with. And mainly we're talking about corruption. But the brother in particular, and I can't recall his name, but he's out, he's out of Nigeria, believe it or not. Uh, he was the one who responded. He was the president of the uh, African Union. He was the one who the U.S. and France particularly instructed to get rid of Dr. Ariana uh Chambore kwa uh, so clearly, this 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 corruption uh, is, rape, 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 uh, rape, uh, is 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 very uh, very counterproductive uh, to the aspirations, you know, of, Af- of the African continent. Uh, so clearly, I think this this kind of corruption is indicative of in terms of, you know, anyone who who stands up in terms of the um, uh, in terms of um, Western exportation exploitation of Africa uh, is subject to be censored on some level. In this particular case, they were successful in terms of getting rid of Dr. Ericana. Uh, to ensure that she don't have these kind of analy- uh, uh, analysis when she talks about the systematic plunder of Africa by utilizing, you know, right you know, by using puppets, you know, on the African continent uh, to the benefit of the West. So I think clearly this is this is reminiscent of, uh, of you know, colonialism generally. And I think that uh, the mere fact that they got rid of Dr. Ariana speaks volumes in terms of the level of corruption that actually exists on the continent, and I'll close with that.
2: Thank you, Brother Hakeem. Brother Anthony, one issue that came out for me on the video, and I'd like for you, if you can, and articulate uh, your perspective on it is and highlight the importance of education and how education is used as a tool to control, and manipulate, used as a tool to make you define yourself against your own interests and said, France did an excellent job. One of the things they did so-called at the so-called country's independence, they made people adopt France as their official language so they can think like a the Frenchman. They made them adopt uh, the, the, uh, the the issue of French as their official language so they can understand what they are doing when they communicate one to these other. Otherwise, by taking on someone else's language, you remember yourself in terms of giving up your natural language and you become a part of them. And this has been a strategy all along in terms of um, forcing these countries in Africa to take on the language of the oppressor. No your response to that, politically and psychologically, the use of your other foreign languages and not yours, Brother, Brother Anthony?
9: Uh, it, it does have a psychological impact. One, it uh it gives you a negative impression of your own culture, and that is uh and that is dangerous because you look down upon yourself more and uh and you elevate your enemy's culture uh to a level artificially high higher than yours and uh and uh and uh that I- and that imbues our our youth with the wrong type of education an education that serves the enemy's interests more than it, 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 uh you serve your own interests and uh and that's the advantage the disadvantage. Of uh, relying on someone else's language, uh, you know, you uh, you lose value in your own language uh, and history. And I think this is what uh, what has happened to African youth. And I think uh, and I think Africans are getting tired of it, and they're getting frustrated by it uh because they uh you know because their own culture gets put down while uh european culture gets built up
10: and
9: uh and uh you know and it's been and it's been disastrous for africans not only at home but even in the diaspora as well and uh so uh education is important but it has to be the right type of education uh the education that encourages uh valuing one's own culture and uplifting uh one's own people.
2: Thank you that brother Moses. What's the advantage of a country having independence but yet? All their money reserves might be in another foreign country. This is one agreement that the France got the various African countries in West Africa to agree to at their independence to use that currency and have their reserves bank in the bank inside their country. No response to that, brother Moses.
7: Yeah, you know, I think I think in, of all that's that's been uh, you know highlighted by everybody, anybody who can. Look at imperialism. Uh, understands that the the essence of neo-colonialism in, a, in terms of a systematic uh, exploitation of the people, and so you know um, these unfavorable deals from the IMF, the, the the NEA, the the um not the NEA, I'm sorry, I IMF the the uh, World Bank and with the USAs and all, all these different organizations um the US arms of US imperialism uh, uh, they seek to make contracts and deals uh, that is going to advance capitalism and um uh, and uh, and uh, the neo are puppets within that system uh, um you know but getting back to deon sanders i mean the you know obviously the colorado university is trying to advance their capitalist um and um you know in revenues for their university um um and um they saw him as an opportunity to 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 do that and so you know that's that's what that's what capitalism is all about thank you
2: thank you brother Moses, sister eleanor one of the issues that came from this particular video was as relates to Africa exploitation crews is that the crews some of the crews that are taking place today the are crews that are not being driven by the by the from the outside. The people is now beginning to say they want to control their own destination. Now, given the fact if the people want to control their own destination, I ask you is there a different ideological shift in terms of how they see themselves now versus before? In other words, they're saying man they rather wanna be part of those who have colonized them for years. So, your general response to this question of which driving me cruise at this point in time, from your understanding, Sister Eleanor. Uh, the way you
8: Um, thank you. I I see uh General Torre Torre. As an example of uh, the people advancing and trying to shake the shackles of neo-colonialism, and uh, the people are uh, more informed. As a young, bright, uh, the future is bright. It, it's Africa is a, a continent of young people, and we saw just with. Uh, uh France and its gesturing and uh, and um the different uh, NATO and the different organizations that were willing to uh threaten Niger with invasion that we see that african and African nations are saying no and they have hope that they can uh Liberate themselves and their economy, because, as someone said in the video if if you don't control the industry, you don't control the minerals or the resources, you don't control business what what exactly do you control? You're dependent you're a, you're still a dependent nation, and especially when it comes to the currency, the CFR. So I think that uh, the struggle for independence is is, uh, uh, realistic. The the struggle, though, is to not have it undermined by outside sources who uh, divide the petty bourgeoisie from the working class. Uh, we saw in uh, in uh, 1910, there was a, with the Mexican Revolution, that uh, Francisco Moderno and all of these people were opposed to the dictator Diaz that had been put in by the United States in the 19th century. But the people were united during the revolution, but somehow they were undermined and divided. And the indigenous people and the working class lost out. They did not receive their land. Uh, It wasn't returned to them. So the thing is is that uh, it's a fragile uh, uh, political economy when people are shaking the shackles of neocolonialism But I think with the establishment of the BRIC or at least the rejection of the CFR and beginning to look for other markets for uh, the commodities uh, that the countries are offering, whether it's gold, uh, uranium, or whatever, uh, they'll be able to finance their independence and uh, move forward towards revolution and therefore liberation thank you
2: thank you sister i know that's what i want to do the you uh, minute or so if you can on this particular video there may be some other things you have gotten from me, you'd like to share with our listening audience i'll let you do that at this point in time before we make our next transition to our next video brother how I can you have additional thoughts you'd like to make on what you may have taken
6: from this particular video, uh, I don't know if there's much you can add to it. Um, I just well, Sister Eleanor, CFA, Sister Eleanor, CFA, <laughs> CFA. Uh, I don't think there's anything additional you can you can you can uh, add. Uh, I think the the corruption on the continent speaks for itself. Puppet leadership, uh, I I don't know what to say. It seems to me that we, we're willing to sacrifice your nation sacrifice your people, sacrifice your humanity for the good of others. Uh uh I, I don't know that's much you can say about that. Uh certainly you you have to agree that for individuals engaged engage in that kind of uh uh kind of uh, counterproductive behaviors, you, you certainly have to agree that the level of self hatred, the level of or the colonial mindset or the slave mentality, uh, has to manifest in a person in order to do such a thing. So clearly, we got a situation. where We got a lot of elder, you know, uh, people, musicians of power on the continent, and clearly, uh, we need younger people with a new way of thinking uh, who understand the a, a necessity for a new paradigm. So clearly, uh, there's nothing much you can add to other than say that you know the struggle continues. And I close with that.
2: Gordon Anthony, any additional things you would like to or issues you'd like to make, Anthony, concerning this video? Uh
9: yes. Um. One point I wanna ask, uh I wanna add is that uh that this uh that this shows the effects of neo-colonialism on the on, on on the on the positions of African youth and women. Uh because um you know, when uh you know, uh, uh, it was a sister, uh uh africana i uh uh qua uh, that uh that 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 had taken the initiative uh to lead the charge um you know against france you know for uh for its role in africa and she got persecuted for it and uh so um this is uh this shows how um how uh, how this adversely affects youth and women uh, in the struggle against neo in Africa. So.
2: Thank you, Brother, Brother Moses. Anything additional you'd like to say as we make to this video? Um,
7: no, I don't think anything uh, additional to this Thank you.
2: And moving to Sister Eleanor, your last final thoughts on this video, Sister Eleanor. Anything yeah. additional you'd like to say?
8: Well, um, um, thank you, Brother haki I'm sorry mm-hmm. I had the acronym incorrect, but the point is, is that eliminating the use of the CFA as a currency is going to have a profound impact on the African economy as well as on on the French economy because suddenly they're going to have a peer rather than a subject to deal with and the resources uh, will no longer be given away at 90 cents. The other thing that um, you mentioned and the fellow panelists mentioned is Um, taking your resources out of the hands of your oppressor. We saw what happened in the United States with Sunoco and the sale of the uh, approximately 4,000 Sunoco stations and three refineries by the United States. Uh, Venezuelan property just uh, taken. And so, you know, self-reliance is, so important and we saw the importance of national self-reliance and the importance of restructuring uh, the African Union and, and the currency that is used in Africa and uh, whether the BRIC will pay, pay, play a role in that transition is, uh, is not clear but uh, uh, also the fact that Dr. and I don't want to butcher her name, but she is a true pan-Africanist in that she said she not only was speaking for the billion plus Africans at home, but the 450 million Africans living elsewhere in the world. So she definitely sees us as one people and sees the importance of international struggle and solidarity, both in Africa and abroad. Thank
2: you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Pally, We're going transition and I'll focus on this last video that you can find on YouTube titled, Breaking Another Coup Happened in Congo, Government Denies for Internet shut down i am just actually one central, central question from this particular um, video that is going on in Africa as it relates to Africa exploitation crews. This is part two is that here you have a president, President, president Dennis, that has been in political leadership, and the presidency of the country for over 39 years. What can you draw from that, Brother Hakeem? Is that something that we want to reasonably practice and continue? when one man hold on to power that long, is that good or bad? I'm, I'm sorry,
6: oh, I'm sorry, brother. After we were breaking up, Pitt said again. It's good or bad to have a
2: president in Congo, Brazzaville, President Dennis, to hold a seat to be in presidency for over 39 years. That kind of practice. Is that something good for African African people
6: to hold yeah, power? No no, 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 it's, it's, it's not good for African people, but I don't think corrupt African leadership is concerned about what's good for Africa. <laughs> I think they're concerned about what's in it for them. You know, so when you talk about Susu and Gesso, uh clearly, you know, uh, he's been in power for a long, long time. And even though he says he wants to improve the overall uh, economic situation you know of of uh, Congo Brazzaville. All uh, the reality is that after 37 years of being in power, nothing has changed fundamentally except that him and his family are getting richer and richer. Uh, so clearly, uh, these guys' uh, motivation has nothing to do in terms of what's in the best interest of of society. Their pro- their function is what would you know? How can they ingratiate, enrich themselves in terms of you know the public's purse? Uh, so clearly, brother Africa, no, no, it's not a good thing uh, for any African state to have leadership in in positions of power, you know, for for decades. It makes no sense at all.
2: Brother Hakeem, you just stated that he needed six more years to bring about democracy in the the Congo Resilient. You don't buy that? (laughs)
6: Listen, after 37 years of power, Brother Africa, if you haven't concluded a a, a plan, a formulated plan, uh, to bring about uh, the economic uh, salvation of society, then I don't think you can do it in six years. Uh, so clearly, this guy Susu um, yes, so, uh he's just he's just a typical you know Western puppet. You know he's a he's a favorite of France. You know he's doing what he's doing because you know he can loot the public purse and that's what's important to him. So he can finance his daughter to the tune of twenty million dollars. He can finance his son to the tune of fifty million dollars, and all is fine. He has no interest whatsoever in terms of creating a viable economic situation there in, in, in Congo Brazzaville. Uh, he serves on his interests. Is that clear? Thank you, Brother Hakeem.
2: Brother Anthony, one of the things I took from the video, and I'd like to, for you to respond to, is that when they say in physics, for every action, there's a reaction, it seems that France and their military puppets are now going to other countries and they're doing a survey of their military members. And those who may not have a similar mindset they are getting rid of them or throwing them out of position of power because they don't want no change. Your response to their reaction, Brother Anthony? Uh
9: it uh it intensifies neocolonialism and it makes it harder for uh for the masses of the people, uh, to uh gain legitimate power over their lives. And uh that's what's fueling uh the migrations out of home. Uh, you know, to other uh uh to other countries. Because uh uh, you know, uh our people are disorganized and uh you know, and uh, and uh, there seems to be no way to re- to return to turn to what to redress their oppression that they that they suffer under this neocolonial leadership
10: Thank
2: and very uh very uh, very very uh very very let's see before. yeah uh the solution is
9: uh the organization and political education of the masses of our people
2: Thank you, Brother Anthony, Brother Moses. One of the things that I thought really important that came out of this particular video uh, for African people all over, not just in Africa, is the lack of investment, the lack of having our youth being able to go to school. A large percentage most of the youth they say in in Congo, Preserville, they do not go to school. They are not being educated, no, no forms, or of a way in which they will be able to contribute and make the kind of change in any value. So this question, of education is a crucial one. Um, what can be done to change the reality? What happens if your youth don't be educated? That means that you're going to perpetuate the status quo. It would be very difficult to change those things because you don't know how. No generally response, brother Moses on this question, education and lack of it when it comes to the youth in these various countries back home.
7: Yeah, you know, well, you know, free education and free health care is the hallmark of a Marxist society. And we have to educate the youth in terms of the struggle, uh, injustice anywhere, the threat to justice everywhere, and to be them politically conscious and constantly striving to improve society. Uh, we need a new human being, a reborn again human being, and uh, uh, one that takes up the struggle consciously. And um, um, I, I don't know how you. Um, it takes it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work um, politically. Uh, there's so many ideologies and and uh, and uh, agendas, and we have to get on one accord about what is truth and what needs to be done. And education is the key. And uh, we need a. a a government that promotes education, and so that's a lot easier said than done. Uh, Africa was underdeveloped, and uh, and you know when Rodney wrote Walter Rodney wrote his book, you know he you could probably count how many people were being educated, and uh, so the situation is improving, but the struggle is, is protracted. Thank you. Thank you,
2: Brother Moses, Sister Eleanor. Just give your perspective on this thought. Some people say coups are the only way to bring about change in Africa. Your response?
8: Well, there are many ways that change is always happening, and there are many ways to bring about change. However, the 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 reality is is that um, I believe it was the Marshall Plan that, uh, after World War II, that set about the underdevelopment of Africa for the redevelopment of Europe after the war. But the reality is, is that uh, change comes by many many ways. And what we know about Africa in terms of neo-colonialist occupation is that change came about as a result of coups that were financed by the West. And how change comes about now uh, remains to be seen. Uh, We saw... Several months ago, the election in Nigeria, uh, where for the first time, instead of people selling their votes and that sort of thing, they uh, stood up and voted, but we saw the government failed them by uh, not doing what it said it would do and that you would be able at every precinct or at every voting poll know what the uh, results were at that poll immediately as well as nationally, and it didn't happen. So uh how change comes about uh, is something we'll have to study and continue to see. Uh, we, uh, I don't think we, Africans have to rely on uh, the the white man or the European method of change or the imperialist I shouldn't give it a racial definition but on capitalism or imperialism and the coup d'etat that they've hosted some uh, 68 I think uh, the video said some uh, 60 were uh, financed by um uh, the uh, colonialists, uh the imperialist uh, interests, and uh, I don't think that that's necessarily the only way the people can bring about change. Uh, we saw what happened in Zimbabwe, and uh, we saw what happened in South Africa, and we saw the. The sister, Sister uh, Ara Khan, we saw what a great product of uh, her country, her environment, and her family that she is. And she's a world leader. So as we begin to see new leadership develop and and come forward, uh, we will also see change. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Sister Eleanor. You're listening to Africa on the Moon. I'm Brother Africa. We're going to take a rubbish short culture break. And when we come back, we have our final thoughts tonight on Africa exploitation and coups, part two. This is Africa on the Moon. Hi.
1: my king, is my one, yes, he's my father, yes, he's my son, so I can talk to him, cause he understands everything I go through, and everything I am, he's my support system, I can't live without him, the best thing since life's bread, is his kiss, his hugs, his lips, his touch, and I just want the whole world to know about my life. Brother, I love you, and I'll never try to hurt you. I want you to know that I'm here for you forever, too. Because you're my bad brother, strong brother. If there is no one above you. I want you to know that I'm here for you forever, too. My uh-huh. peace misunderstood. Around the neighborhood Well, your information A lot of my brothers got education Now check it, you got your Wall Street brother Your blue collar brother you down for whatever, chilling on the corner brother Your talented brother And to every one of y'all behind bars You know that Angie loves you love your, my, my black brother,
0: I love for for no, 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 I
1: want you to know that I'm here for you, forever Cause you're my black brother, I love you, brother I'll never die for you, I want you to know that I'm here for you, forever you for you're for my you. black So much to me, you give me what I need. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud. You. I love you for staying strong. You got it going now. I'm so proud of you.
5: Going through thick and things, brothers, you gonna win. I'm so proud of you, Whenever you're facing
1: down, brothers gon' work it out.
2: That's right. We want to let you know we are here for you. You can hear Africa on the Moon every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time by in 323 679 0841 or you can go to Blog Talk Radio and type in Africa on the Moon. We ask our friends and supporters to help us reach our goal in the next couple of months We have at least over 100,000 listenership. You can do that by sharing the word and spreading the word to Africa on the Moon, it comes on every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. and tune in. If you'd like to have copies of this show and other shows, Email us at africaonthemoon 2 at gmail.com. If you like our work that we are doing, you can support us and we welcome all the flowers, all flowers. And you can make the flowers by cash us at dollar sign, capital L, small E, small E, small C, small R small O, small B. All contribution will be moved will be used to further our liberation. This is Brother Africa and this is Africa on the moon. So in closing up this program today, Africa Exploitation and coups Part 2. We will ask our physical panelists and analysts two minutes or less, Now, I repeat, two minutes or less. Just give us your final thoughts for tonight. Brother Moses, talk to us.
7: Yeah, we see the situation that's um, revolutionary in Africa. A single spark has started a prairie fire, and um, the third world is on fire, um, bricks, et cetera. Asia Africa, Latin America, people of color um we see that you know without revolutionary theory, there is no revolutionary movement, and we've been guided by a revolutionary outlook and uh the people respond uh all things are working together for good and uh and uh the struggle continues, thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses. From Brother Moses, we we'll go to Sister Al-Noah. Sister Eleanor, two minutes or less. So Your final thoughts. Okay.
8: Well, we we uh, see that um, there uh, is change happening in Francophone Africa as well as all over Africa. We we see uh, Senegal made a big step when it uh, did not vote uh, the way Israel thought it would. It paid a price, but uh, it was willing to pay the price for
9: for freedom.
8: It didn't want to be the slave of anyone. And we see the impact of global warming, and uh, we can only expect to see more and more environmental refugees uh, entering nations throughout the world. And uh, this is uh, uh, an atrocity that we're fighting here. But the main thing is to fight fascism because we see fascism on the rise. And... uh, with that I just like to say that uh, uh thank you for having me on the show and uh I look forward to the upcoming show and I hope uh next week and uh um I uh, am so proud of uh brothers and sisters. Uh who stood up against the French and also um, very grateful to have participated in such a fantastic educational forum yesterday. And thank you so much uh, for this evening's uh, show and have a good evening to all the panelists and to our listening audience in the United States and abroad. Good night.
2: And back at you, Sister Admiral, you have a good night as well. Brother how can you talk to us. Your final thoughts for tonight.
6: Well, according to Market Watch, I very, it, they published a very interesting article, but they talk about the fact that corporate bankruptcies have reached the highest levels in 13 years. The report talks about 450 corporations have already filed for bankruptcy in the last month alone. Now, interesting enough, you know, many analysts, uh, conservative analysts, uh, economic analysts, state that a reacceleration of the U.S. economy is unlikely. In other words, no matter what kind of uh, policy they implement in terms of trying to bring about uh, some kind of uh, improvement of the economy, nothing seems to work. So we're talking about, for example, Federal Reserve's interest rate increases. Even though the Federal Reserve continued to raise interest rates, the cooling of the economy in terms of making things better economically hasn't succeeded. Also when we talk about the decline of corporate tax rates, uh clearly when Trump reduced tax rates from thirty five percent to twenty one percent, you know, he he reduced those rates, but in a, in the context of reducing those rates, he also made it impossible for the government to receive revenues, which means that the economy is falling that much faster. And keep in mind also when we talk about corporate tax rates, we have to talk about effective effective tax rate or the rate that ta- corporations actually pay, which most analysts say is about seven percent. So 7% of corporate, 7% of uh, corporate tax rate means that it starves the US government in terms of needed revenues. And clearly, you know, that is problematic. And finally, when we talk about the, you know, containing inflation, you know, despite all these efforts in terms of, you know, containing inflation of uh, the, the cost of living, uh, food prices, gas prices all continue to rise. So clearly there's, there's so something is very, very amiss in terms of, in terms of being able to actually revive this economy. Here's the question. If all these measures are unsuccessful in terms of reviving the economy, what does that mean in terms of the lives of people here in America? Clearly, uh, systematically, changes are needed, but the kind of systemic changes that are needed, people in positions of power, the capitalists, are not willing to make those changes, which means that in, inevitably, uh, people in a society who have a need for certain things will, not long, will, no, have, will no longer have access to those things. What do you think is going to happen when people don't have access to food, shelter, education, uh, those things that are pivotal in terms of the term human survival? What do you think is going to happen? I leave that to the per- I leave that to individuals to determine. You know what the what the repercussions would be, but clearly, brother Africa, as always, I encourage people to unravel the matrix because uh, the matrix is key in terms of understanding just the the the, 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 the vastness of the insanity that permeates society. And, and and if we don't begin to understand clearly, you know what those what those issues are, then the bottom line is that uh, we we set ourselves up for the fall. And with that, brother Africa, you have a good night.
2: You do the same thing, brother. Hockey. We try, brother. Hockey. We try now and to unveil the matrix. We try, brother Anthony. Tell us you your final thoughts. And again, brother Anthony, how can we find out more about your organization? Mike, is over, Brother Anthony. I thank you much, I love Brother Anthony. At this point in time, what we're gonna do in closing out, we'd like to thank everybody for their participation today the on today's program. Again, another shout out to the All African Peoples from Party GC for their excellent job of doing the Kwame Nkrumah International Pan-Africanist Seminar. And to all of the participants who participated. And we'd like to remind you to listen to all of again. You can help us out by helping us build our listenership by spreading the word, sharing the program with us. If you need a copy of this program or other, or, and we'd like to make comments, email us at africanthemove2 at gmail.com. Like always, if you want to share flowers, to help us to um, do more, you can do that as well by apping us at Dollar sign, capital L, small e, small e, small c, small r, small o, small b. We thank you. Like always, we may send the heat. You may send the seat and take the heat. As you define it, we will stand behind it. But more importantly, we will do our best to give you what you need. It may not necessarily be what you want. We come and tell you if we you love your people. The best way you can show your love for your people is to be organized. So join us and let's get organized. We got a new dance call, let's get organized. If you will to learn it, just come and join us and we'll show you how. So until our next time, like always, on Africa on the Move, yes, we are moving. Africa is moving. You can subscribe to go forward, with Apple, back backward, novel. And for the next few minutes or so, we want you to sit back and listen to some sounds of sweet liberation. This is Brother Africa. We'll see you next week. This has been Africa on the move.
11: Get a catch scan, I had same rap too straight, too tight We get a backhand, there ain't no Batman in this black land I wish a rich nigga would come and save the day and pave the way Ain't no amazing grace, I blaze the haze to remain the faith 20 years for my medicine, but they wanna throw me away for that, then turn around and legalize it. I wish being black was truly accepted. 400-year elephant in the room, this ain't a new deal. They've been treating us like animals, we in a zoo still. So let me tell you how I feel. Guilty conscience trumps common sense every day, y'all. Ignore the issues, look at the victim like it's dayfall. As if a wagon ain't harassing, waiting for jaywalkers They're in front of the building, minding your business. you trying to pay your bills, as if that wasn't to mention. Conjunction, junction, tell me what's your intention Don't call him kings and treat him like some common folk You a fighter like Ronda Rose, Rousey move around the rope, drowsy with a cloud of smoke. How do you do for Maui, bro? Traveling around the globe you didn't know, but now you know Early morning risings, my inner long kicking Birdman hand ropes, feeling my palms itching. I need a spiritual thought with top that's top notch. We watch black power docs and study our chakras. Oh child,
1: don't you ever come, calm down You acting like the sun ain't out And we gon' come a ticket
4: In fly on out of here Fly on out, oh child Don't you ever come, calm down You acting like the sun ain't out And we gon' cop a ticket In fly on out of here Fly on out, oh dear black man, Tell me what happened you can't be low with your glows everlasting In oh. with your ass been? on ass been like a has-been Raisin the trap when the God's talk math and moves with a maxin' Not that nigga back then But look now nigga, I'm established, cut camera action I cut lines with my sad card, my bitch is packin' Then I'm cutting in line with a bad boy, they caught him flagging. Then huddle round him with a stat chart look You stay wake up to me better than I ever been Check out my melanin, it's now the makeup for the mannequin That wants to be the same as a slave on the sedative you kill culture, I give knowledge, I speak stylish. Crane kicks in Balenciagas and speaking science and bodegas that grow flavors was taught language Was taught to talk with the razor from having Spanish neighbors I fought the haters, caught chases and lost paper Educated killers walking no ladies cross the street Turn back around, walk across and sell hard to a fee No turning back now, rent you and your kids gotta eat yeah. Black man rooted deep with the blood of a king Black man roses arose from the cold concrete I Eat, walk, talk, gritty, snitches get buck sitting it's like buck fifty, both get cut quickly Until they free goldie, nobody can fuck about Oh child, don't you ever come,
1: come down You actin' like the sun ain't out No, we gon' cop a ticket and fly on out of here, fly on out Oh child, don't you ever come, come down You actin' like the sun ain't out we a out Black
10: became beautiful, and made America great again See the page of history or see the grave and hate again I'm from New York, the last state to free the slaves And now we gettin' to the point where they reboot and Martin Payne and them Black man switch it up just to be versatile Why you always mean muggin'? Man, it never hurts to smile Make a record, break a record, get the record straight I'm just tryna get it going, I'm tryna accelerate, life alert Welcome to my world Live and live in color Say low word to J-Lo Out here with my fly girl Black man Black man They give you whack answers They robbing you with Batman They give you Black Panther When all our people dying They think that we need a movie But the box office Don't break off The descendants of Huey Think about it I'm cooler than A Coca-Cola polar bear Hold up, roll up Some potent Right before we go in there Maroon Custom Support that shit That touches the streets Puffing a leaf On a corner That gave me nothing But grief. Don't come around my way if your whole message is how much you got if You ain't got no fucking shots Then don't touch the fucking rock Lucy still 50 cent Cool what kind of blunts you got You can lock a few niggas for hustling But nothing stops The judge just makes a hero And a young black boy lose they fucking pops And go on a robin spree like fuck the ops Phone out of battery Black mirror, word to Windex King of the table of contents Human index I handle everything myself The one man Quintet Let's take it where it hasn't been yet Dear black man we're flying.
12: No Google
1: She goes, say my be lady. She goes, say, I'll be lady, She goes, say, I'll be lady. If you call a woman, African, woman no good She goes, When. And every time we get to where we're
4: entering
1: I feel my beliefs and whole surrendering But I know I'll be coming home soon Yes, I know I'll be coming home soon Like the enemies that we are battling I am nothing but a human alien Left with nothing else but to keep wandering Down this path while stopping my hands trembling Because I know That I'll be coming home soon And yes I know that I'll be coming home soon With the soldier's eyes With the soldier's eyes With the soldier's eyes With the soldier's eyes I've seen inside the devil's dreams Where young men die And graveyards open up their arms For mothers left to cry I have seen the bleeding and I hear what we've done But just like every other fool Here I'll keep marching on Because I know That I'll be coming home soon And yes I know That I'll be coming home soon With a soldier's eye. With a soldier's eyes With a soldier's eyes With
8: a soldier's eyes
12: Évidemment, que tous hommes débrouillés Je suis le seul dans un appartement vide. J'ai pas de quoi me garder de brouillé Je me tiens la tête devant mon poster Suis-je un imposteur dois changer de posture Je dis, dois changer de couleur Pour me laisser couler Au prendre a couleur Je dis, tombez bien bas, dès qu'elle descende Dois-je donner la mort N'a pas un peu Tout ce que je fais, n'a aucun sens Qu'est-ce que je suis censé faire Car c'est sans idée mm-hmm. mm-hmm. J'ai pas envie je suis trop attentionné, mais c'est un point honnête, oui j'ai sonné mmh. J'ai mis la charrue avant les vœux, et sur j'ai gâché, j'étais de rattraper le temps J'ai monté dans le mur me prenant ainsi, j'ai oublié qu'il était embêtant, là j'ai complété, t'as vu, à la longue ça devient embêtant, je me sens pété pour pression, je me sens obligé d'oser le la mets dans la teocotte minute Car je dépense tout dans le loto Je me ranger les ondes à chaque minute C'est pas ça faire arrêter Oui c'est vrai tu Si sais c'est dans ma cour je t'en passe le bout Oui c'est vrai tu Si sais c'est dans ma course De l'amour Ouh. Tomber bien bas, dès qu'elle descend Dois-nous donner la mort, n'a pas en détente Tout ce que j'ai n'a aucun sens Qu'est-ce que je suis des faire Car j'ai sans idée mmh. J'ai sans risse, je ne pouvais pas t'en sonner J'ai fait ça pour un honnête, puis j'ai sonné J'ai mis la charme avant les voeux, les gens j'ai glancé J'étais de rattraper le temps, j'ai foncé dans le mur Me croyant d'un type, j'ai oublié qu'il était embêtant Je suis complexe et t'as vu, à la longue, t'as devenu embêtant Je me sens prêté de pression, je me sens obligé de je fais le temps